Friends, if you have your Bibles, please turn to Revelation chapter 7. Revelation chapter 7. And I just want to read a part of the verse where we read, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. This is a wonderful text, friends. There is going to be a day that God will wipe away all tears from the eyes of those who have been weeping. But I want to very briefly speak about um, the way the Bible speaks about three places and three types of tears. Three places and three types of tears. Here, the scripture says, God shall wipe away all tears. But there are other kinds of places, other kinds of tears. The first is this. First, there is a place where there is much crying. There is a place in time and space where there is much crying. What place is that? It is this, this world that we are living in. While we live in a beautiful world which God has made, yet there is a great deal of crying. Maybe this past week you have been crying. Maybe yesterday. Maybe even today uh, you have shed tears. Uh, we read in the scriptures of many people who wept in Bible times. Hagar wept when she thought Ishmael, her son, was dying. Uh, you have in the scriptures, Joseph wept when his brothers cast him into a pit and then sold him as a slave into Egypt. King David wept when Absalom, his son, was slain. And you remember those heart-wrenching words of David, my son, Absalom, Absalom. When King Herod killed the children in Bethlehem, there was much bitter weeping. Babies cry naturally when they are hungry or feel pain. Every time um, our children used to cry as babies, and my, my wife used to, as all mothers do, she's concerned, she's, she hears the voice of the children, and she's going, uh, dropping everything and going for, for them because the baby is crying. And I would stop her and say, just don't worry about it. Uh, babies cry, that's what they do. Um, she didn't always appreciate that. Children cry when they are hurt or when they are frightened. Adults weep when they lose a loved one, when something strikes them, when they are in distress. Where did crying come from? Where did crying come from? Did the Lord create us at the beginning to cry? Uh, crying came from, uh, came into the world because of sin. Um, if there had been no sin, there would have been no crying. Sin is the cause of all of our sorrows. Sin is the cause of all of our sicknesses and death and wars and fightings. Uh, these are the things that cause weeping. So don't expect in this world ever to be without crying. As long as there is evil, death and trouble in it. As long as there is sin in our lives, there is going to be uh, crying as well. And so we are living in a world that is filled with tears. This is a place, this is called, the scripture calls uh, this world the veil of tears. 
the value of tears. But in this very world that we are in, in this very world that we um, are living as Christians, God saves us and, and makes us cry. He brings tears to our eyes when he opens our eyes to see our sinfulness and also see the glory and the beauty and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the Christians experience crying in a different way when we see the wonderful uh, truths of the gospel and the wonderful love of God when we think of him, that he loved me and gave himself for me. Um, the Christians cry. Also, there is a cry that the Christians make for the lost uh, in, in their prayers. And there is oftentimes that I'm praying and my heart breaks for the for the lost around me. My heart breaks for my family, my children, and I shed tears. The scripture speaks about this, that God stores up our tears in his bottle. Uh, we read as well a wonderful account of good kind of tears in Psalm 126 and verses 5 and 6, where we read, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Uh, you may shed many tears at the throne of grace and you are sowing, as it were, in eternal things. You will reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bearing his sheaves with him. Uh, friends, this is talking about a, an intense kind of attitude about the souls of men and women and children around us, that we are going out, going forth, we are weeping, we are taking and bearing this precious seed of the gospel, the word of God with us. We are casting it while we are weeping. And people might think of us as being fools. Uh, there was uh, just a week ago when I was preaching in, in Gloucester, and my heart broke. There was a man who came and he was shouting. He was under the influence of alcohol. He came and he was hitting me in the chest with another arm on my shoulder. And I thought at any moment he could punch me. And I began to cry. I began to shed some tears. And uh, and I said to him, that that was me. That 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 was me. And there were people around me who said, you know, that, oh, you kept your cool. But the issue was I, I was heartbroken. I was not fearful. Uh, what are we to fear? A, a, a punch? A blow? Um, a, a, a black eye? Uh, that's not what we should be fearful of. But to think here is a man and sin and Satan and the world have ravaged his life and is filled with bitterness and anger against everybody and anybody and he does not know what he's doing. And our hearts should break for him. And, and there it says, He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheep, sheaves with him. There is a place where there is much crying. You have cried, you have wept in these seasons of prayer. God has collected your tears in his bottle. And wherever you are, you're shedding tears for the glory of God. You are seeing this broken and sinful world. You see people who are desecrating the Sabbath, 
the Lord's Day. You are seeing the worship of God being dishonored and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ being dishonored. And and you begin to weep. You begin to weep for your children. You begin to weep for your unconverted spouse, your loved ones, and your heart breaks for them. You don't know where they stand before the Lord and you weep. God sees all of that as he saw the two mites of that poor widow that she cast into it, into that treasury. But you're going out. You're weeping. God sees it. God hears it. God will answer. You shall reap in joy. You shall come again with rejoicing, bringing your sheaves with you. There is a place where there is much crying. But also, dear friends, there is a place where there is only crying. There is the there is on, one place that all you would hear is wailing and crying. What is that place? It is hell. There is no smiling there in hell. There is no laughing in hell. There is no parting in hell. Only weeping and gnashing of teeth, our Lord Jesus Christ said. Uh, there is no happiness or peace in hell. There is the wrath of God. There is the presence of God. The psalmist spoke about the fact that God is in hell, uh, in in judgment and punishment of the souls of the wicked. Satan is not in control of hell. God is in control of hell. And the psalmist says, wherever I go, thou art there, Lord. If I go to heaven, if I go to hell, thou art there. And there, because of the holiness and the wrath and the justice and the punishment of God, there is only continual weeping. Oh, that we would have a picture of that before us. Oh, that we would we would see not only heaven, but see where we have been saved from. And we uh, to, to see where there is this broad road that our families, our, our loved ones, our neighbors, are on this broad road where it is leading. They are going to be going towards that uh, place of destruction. And many there be that go in thereat, the Lord says. All people, young and old, who are not saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, who are not forgiven of their sins, will go to that place of torment. There will be a great gulf fixed and it, it does not matter how much they cry, how much they weep, how much they feel the pains and the uh, scorchings and the and the burnings of the fire that never quenches. Uh, there, there will uh, that will not abate, dear friends. We should all fear this awful place of weeping. Uh, we should read our Bibles because there we are told of God's mercy and salvation to all who trust in the Lord Jesus. No one who belongs to Christ and walks in his ways will ever be in that place of continual crying. So, dear friends, if you're a child of God, your crying is only for a season. It will only be in this world. But in that text, it says this in Revelation 7 and verse 17. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And that leads me to the third point. And this is it. There is a place where there is no crying at all. What is this place? It is heaven. It is glory. This is a place of all happiness and joy and, and where no tears will ever be shed. In heaven, there will be no sorrow. There will be no pain, no sickness, no death. There will be no hunger, no thirsting. 
or any of those things which cause people to weep. There will be no sin in heaven. And that's why there is no there is no uh, tears. But not only that, it's not just that there is no sin in heaven. It's not just because there is no more bad tempers and unkind words and spiteful actions or any other sins which causes us sorrow and pain and weeping. But Jesus Christ is there, our Savior. That's the best of all things. If Jesus Christ has said, yes, the devil won't be there. The great tempter won't be there. He will never enter into heaven or attack any person there. The, the, the world will not tempt us. The world will be rolled away. And, and yet the Lord Jesus Christ, who is there right now, making intercession for us upon his throne, uh, he is there. All of God's people will be perfect Amen. in holiness and love. There'll be no crying in heaven, but only perfect joys, uh, joy and peace and harmony. Every one of us shall desire to go to heaven. But in order to do so, dear friends, we must be made ready. Our hearts must be changed, our sins forgiven. We must come to Christ for salvation and, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Uh, many people would love uh, to be in a place where there is no crying. But uh, they live evil lives, and we see them all around us. Um, they don't have the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so what should we do for them? Yes, we must preach to them. We must love them. We must care for them. We must warn them from the wrath to come. But let us be praying. Let us be weeping for them now. Oh, that we might, our eyes would be filled with tears for the lost around us. And our hearts break the fact that they dishonor our Lord Jesus Christ day by day. Let us shed tears today. Let us carry our crosses today. Because, dear friends, there will come a place where God will wipe away all of your tears. He will take his handkerchief, as it were, if it could use this expression, and he will wipe away all of your tears. And so all will be over then. Uh, then joy and peace and eternity will fill your heart and the lord jesus christ will be with you always in that in that way that you would feel and know and experience him may god then help us to as we go to the place where there is no more crying and the place where your tears will be wiped away maybe while we are in this veil of tears be much upon our knees uh, with tears flowing from our eyes, seeking the grace of God and asking him to come amongst us, save and mend and restore. May God bless these few thoughts to us. Amen.